Hi guys, welcome to another episode on when the scriptures become real. In a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, it feels so good to be back. This is the first episode of 2021. Um, happy New Year. We're so happy that uh, we were able to have a, a, a year together to get through last year, um, to be able to see a new year. Um, we're grateful to be able to have another year to learn, uh, to grow, to study with one another, to challenge one another, and just another opportunity to study the Word of God. So we're so glad that you guys are here with us. Um, we're glad that you've been listening. If you have been, we're so grateful for you. Um, if you're new, we're so glad that you're here too. So we're so thankful uh, to be able to study the Word of God with you this year. Um, again, like we did last year, um, I want to start off the podcast again with a couple shout outs from listeners from around the world, around the country. So we have our listeners from India. You know, there are so many different uh, parts of India. So I'm just going to say India in general. So if you're listening in India, we're so thankful um, that you're studying the word of God with us. Um, also, we have listeners in Ontario and Manitoba, uh, Canada. So we're so grateful that. We have listeners in, in, in Canada, and then also we have listeners in Stockholm, Finland. So if you're listening from Finland, we're so grateful that you're here. Um, we're grateful to study together, and we'll go down the list of who's listening. We'll go down, and we'll give you a shout-out. We'll give you a thank you because um, we're so grateful that we can uh, we can grow together and learn together again. Starting this po- podcast years ago, I didn't think anybody else would want to listen. You know, to, to be honest, I was really doing it for myself, but um, I'm so grateful that we've been able to grow together. Um, we've uh, we've learned together. You know, there's been conversions off the podcast. There's been growth off the podcast. We've made new friends off the podcast. It's just it's just a great opportunity. So hopefully this year we'll have more growth and we'll be able to grow uh, with each other some more. OK, so let's get into our um, our topic for today. So. Obviously, we all know how 2020 went, but now we're going into 2021. Now, you may be asking yourself this question um, personally. So in this new year, and I'm talking about in the spiritual sense here, in the new year, this year, you might be asking yourself, so where does the Lord want me to go now? So what does the Lord want me to do now? You know how when you've gotten through something tough in your life and you've you've completely, uh, you know, gotten through that storm, but then after the storm's over, yes, you're glad it's over, but then you're like, so where do I go from here, though? How do I move forward? What am I supposed to do? And so maybe you've been asking yourself this question personally. You know, I don't, what does the Lord want me to do? I'm trying to figure out where the Lord wants me to go. I'm trying to figure out what the Lord wants from me. If you're asking yourself those questions, this podcast is for you today, okay? And so maybe you feel like you don't have any direction. You know, maybe you feel like um, I want to know more about the Lord. Maybe I want to know more for what he wants for me. What does the Lord have in store for me? Again, this podcast is for you. Or maybe you might be someone that is, you know, you're a looker. What I mean by that is you look at everybody else's life. And you look and see, well, they've got, it seems like they've got it figured out. It seems like they've got it figured out. You know, everything seems to be working for them. What, where does, what does the Lord have in store for me? This podcast is for you too. All right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to get two, um, two kind of main ideas here and we'll make some application for us. 
Um, but we'll, we'll look at this topic. Where does the Lord want me to go? What does he want me to do? And so let, let's get started here. So again, if you're new to when the scriptures become real, um, this is a podcast where um, we try our best to stay away from, from our opinions, from, from what we think. We open up the Bible, and I ask that you open up your Bible with me. You know, we've had some great conversations with listeners last year where we open up the Bible and uh, we've challenged one another. There's things that uh, were said that people um, didn't necessarily understand or didn't hear before, and that's an opportunity to study. And so that's what we're going to do going into this year as well. So open up your Bibles. Uh, maybe you have it on your phone you know, maybe your tablet, whatever it is, let's open up our Bibles together and let's see what the Lord has for us of where he wants us to go. All right. So here's the first thing. So the first step in figuring out this question of, so where does the Lord want me to go? The first step is to realize that you don't even know. (laughs) That's, that's the very first step. You literally have to get to a point where you don't understand what you thought you knew, right? So I heard a uh, a story of a, a girl who went to college and she went to a Christian college and she went there to get her degree. I believe it was in communications, right? And she goes there and she goes through the four years of college. And as she leaves college, she comes back home and her mom asks, well, you know, are you ready to, you know, kind of look at what you want to do, look at where you want to go? And she told her mom, I don't even know what I want to do. I don't even know where I want to. I just feel like I don't know anything. You know, you went to a, an institution of higher learning for four years and then you come back and say, well, I feel like I still don't know anything. Her mom told her when she said that her mom said, now you can actually start understanding because now you realize you don't know anything. And so in order for you and for myself, in order to understand what the Lord wants from us, we have to admit that we don't even know what's best for us. You know, a lot of times we think we know the answers or a lot of times we'll try different things. Well, I I gotta do this to find the answer or I gotta work this hard to find the answer or I have to do what I wanna do to find the answer. But you have to get to a point where you realize you just don't know and it's okay not to know, right? Using a personal example, I'm, I'm 28 now. There's things when I was 16 that I thought I know at 28, but now that I'm 28, there's still things I don't know that I, when I was 16 either, I just, I don't know. I don't know the answer, but you have to understand this. You have to admit this. So in order to understand this, this is something that you must do. So look at Proverbs chapter nine. Let's go to Proverbs chapter nine and let's see what the Lord has um, for us here. Proverbs chapter nine and look at verse number 10. I believe that's the right one here. Proverbs chapter nine, uh, verse number 10. Now notice what our text says here. Remember, we're talking about you want to know, right? We're talking about you want to understand, right? We're talking about you want to know where you want to go, right? So where am I going to where am I going to find that answer? Look at verse number 10. The fear of the Lord is the what? Is the beginning. So in order to start something, in order to to get to a point, where do you always have to start? You always have to start at the beginning, don't you? So 
if I want to know where the Lord wants me to go, what the Lord wants me to do, what the Lord has in store for me, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. So now let's ask ourselves this question. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning, then what is the fear of the Lord? So the fear of the Lord. So in order to fear him, not not necessarily shaking in your boots, but fear means respect and reverence. So what must you have to the Lord? You must have reverence and respect. That's the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the holy is understanding. So you said you want to understand, right? You said you want to know what you want to do, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning. See, here's something that I think even in the church, it's, it's, it's crept in. We think that we have to, we, we've got it backwards. And we'll get into this as we, as we look at this today. But we think that we have to do and try all these other things and then come to the Lord. Well, no, you have to come to the Lord first. But this is, this is why people don't do that. Because when you come to the Lord, you're, you're admitting that you don't know, number one. And then number two, you're trusting that the Lord is going to help you. But that's what a lot of people don't have. They don't have trust. So since I don't trust in the Lord, I'll go out into the world and I'll go try to figure it out for myself. But what does Proverbs 9, 10 say? What's the beginning? The beginning doesn't tell you to ever figure it out. The beginning doesn't go tell you to go talk to your best girlfriend or your best boyfriend and figure that it, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning. So if you want to figure something out, respect and have reverence for the Lord. But here's the question. Where is that respect and reverence going to come from? What did the Lord leave for us? This book that we all have open right now. So in order to start at the beginning, what must you and I open? the word. And here's my, um, um, I guess, encouragement for you guys starting in 2021. If you, even if you've been a Christian for however many years, start at the beginning, start at the beginning, read, try to understand, because if we really believe Proverbs 9, 10, maybe we won't ask ourselves these questions of what, what the Lord wants us to do because we're doing it. Right. In order to understand, we have to start at the beginning. Then then here's another thing. We need to understand this, too. And not only do we have to start at the beginning, guys, but then we have to understand that the Lord knows us. We have to understand that. And so you ever see a, a, a guy or a girl in college or maybe graduated from college and you see that they're working so hard, um, you see that they're trying to find what they're supposed to be doing, right? I'm putting up quotations. You see that, but then even when they're trying to find it, even if they're working their tails off to try to find what they want to be, they still can't find it. Well, why not go to the beginning, as Proverbs 9 mentions, to the person that knows you more than you know you? Look at this. Look at Jeremiah chapter one. Go to Jeremiah chapter one. And this is such a great text. Jeremiah, one of the prophets of God, known as the weeping prophet. 
But notice verse number five, God is telling Jeremiah before he starts a great work, he says, look, before you start this, I want you to understand what I know about you, right? So look at verse five. He says, before I form thee in the belly. Now, let's stop right there. So put your marker there. So notice what God says here. Notice the level of deep intimacy that the Lord had for Jeremiah, that the Lord has for you, and that the Lord has for me. He said, before you were formed in the belly. Now, we all know that when a man and woman come together, that a a child or embryo is formed. But notice what God said here. He said, even before that action happened, he said, before that, I knew you. So let's make some personal application. So maybe you're trying to find, and again, if you're if you're listening and not watching the video portion, I'm putting up quotations. Maybe you're trying to find who you're supposed to be. Maybe you're trying to find what you're supposed to be doing. Why are you running away from the person who knew you before you were even yourself? The fear of the Lord is the beginning, y'all. So what did he tell Jeremiah? He said, even before you were formed, even before you were a thought, I knew you. Then he said, before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained the prophet into the nations. So think about the, the deep level of knowledge that God has about you. Why is it that the person that knows you the deepest the person that knows you inside and out, why do we run away from him? But then we go to people that we think that know us to try to tell us what we need to be. Y'all see how that's backwards. I, this is, I know this is such a simple concept, but it's so hard for people to get because people, I think people truly believe, and this is my opinion. I think people truly believe that God doesn't know them. I know it sounds silly, but I think people truly believe that God doesn't know them. And so therefore, I'm going to go and try to figure it out on my own. I'll go try this. I'll go travel. I'll go do this. I'll go do that. I'll try this out. Well, wait a second. Don't you think the Lord can help you find who you are? But sometimes I think we especially as Christian people, I think we limit God. Well, what do I mean by that? I think we think that if we go to the Lord, that he can't help us physically as we walk through this life. Well, we'll get more into that, but that's a little teaser for what we're getting into. But let's get back to our point. So Jeremiah 1, he tells Jeremiah, look, I knew you. I formed you. I knew you before you were a thought. So why not run to me? Look at Matthew chapter 10. And this goes along with our same point here. Matthew chapter 10. And look at verse number 30. Look, here's another concept that God uses to tell us more about ourselves. All right, look at verse number. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, verse number 30. I'm sorry. Matthew 10, 30. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. 
do y'all know how much hair some people have? God saying, look, first of all, he said, I knew you before you were thought. Then when you were a thought, I knew you still and I sanctified you. And I know every single hair on your head. And so then notice this, look at first John chapter three. First John chapter three. Now this one's oh, then now this one's good. First John chapter three and look at verse number 20. So notice what God is doing here, how he's describing how he knows us. He says, first of all, he says, I know. Um, I knew you before you were even born. Then he said, when you were born, I sanctified you. Then he said, when you were born, I know all the hairs of your head. So God knows us spiritually. God knows us physically. But notice what else he knows about us. John, first John chapter three, verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things. Now, <laughs> y'all ever seen um <laughs> ever seen some of those rom coms? I'll admit it. I'll watch them. I mean, I enjoy them, right? I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> but you, you know, you see these movies, and so many times when the girl's trying to get back with the guy, or the guy's trying to get back with the girl, and they talk to like their aunt or their mom or their best friend or whoever it is. Or even the 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 um, the other spouse's kids, they'll always say like the same thing. Well, what does your heart feel? Well, what what does your heart say? Well, what is your? But wait a second, have you ever in your life followed that before? Have you ever followed your heart, but it still led you the wrong way? Yeah. So what does God say here? He says. God, I'm greater than your heart. Because why? Because I know all things. So if God knows all of this about us, when we're over here running around like a chicken with our head cut off, trying to figure out who we are, why is it that we just don't go to the Lord? I think because of two reasons. Number one is too simple. Well, wait, so all you're saying is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's all I have to do. I don't have to go try this out. I don't have to go try out for this. I don't have to go get all this money. I don't have to go date all these people. I don't have to go. No. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. But sometimes that's too simple. I, I, I don't I mean, I go to church on Sunday. I go to church on Wednesday. I mean, I've been there. Nothing's happened. Do you fear him? Do you revere him? Are you studying him? See, there's a difference between showing up and studying. There's a difference. What are you doing in your life? So we must believe that if we do what the Lord says through his word, that he will guide us and that he will mold us into what he wants us to be. Now, here's the question. Do you believe that? You really have to see, and this is a part of studying. You got to ask yourself questions, man. So if the Lord says you have to believe me, now you have to ask yourself, do I believe him? It's hard, man. It, it, 
it's it's tough, but you have to ask yourself that. You have to make this personal. Do 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 I really believe that? Right now, look at this. Look at let's go back to Proverbs here, and I want to go to Proverbs chapter eight. Proverbs chapter eight, verse number thirty-five. Now, let's 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 talk about another concept underneath this idea of realizing you don't know anything. One thing we have to do is number one, like we mentioned before, realize that we don't know. Also, we need to understand that the Lord knows us. And then also we need to understand this concept that's being taught here in Proverbs and then in Matthew. Notice this. Proverbs 8.35. For whoso finds me finds life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Here's the last, here's another concept. We have to understand if I go to the Lord from the beginning, from the beginning, if I go to him, he's going to help me find life. But what happens so many times is a lot of us, even if we don't like to see ourselves that way, a lot of us are just like the prodigal in Luke 15. A lot of us want to go out there and try to live this life. And it feels like we're missing out on life. Well, I feel like I'm not really living. You know, I got to get out here. You know, I got to travel. I got to I got to do. And there's nothing wrong with traveling. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying in general, we think we got to do all these things to find life. But what does God say? He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning and whosoever finds me will find what they're looking for. Nothing in this life, no matter how beautiful, no matter how amazing, no matter how much, how great it looks, it's not going to fill that void. It's, it's not going to do that. And so we have to go to, to something that will fill that void and that has some substance to it. And the word has that. Now, let's, let's keep that, came, that same concept. Talking about who so finds me finds life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Keep that in mind. And let's go to Matthew chapter 10, and let's look at this text. Matthew chapter 10, and notice what Jesus is talking about here to his disciples. Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 through 39. Now, let's keep this in mind. Remember, we're talking about following the Lord, right? We're talking about following him from the beginning. We're talking about understanding what the Lord wants us to do. Now, here's what the Lord requires from us. Look at look at um, Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse um, number 37. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, let's stop there. Really quick, let's let's clear what he's saying up. Is Jesus saying that I can't love my parents? Is Jesus saying that I can't love my daughter? Is Jesus saying that I can't love my son? No. What is so? Why did he bring that up? Why is he talking like this? This is what he's saying here. He that loveth father or mother more. So he's saying you have to love less. Meaning, 
this. You must be able to follow what the Lord wants you to do more than what your father wants you to do. More than what your mother wants you to do. More than what your son wants you to do. More than what your daughter wants you to do. But this is why so many people, and even Christians today, this is why we can't fully follow Christ. And this is why we go off and do our own thing. Because some of us aren't willing to let go. Well, what do you mean let go? Does that mean I can't, I have to totally cut them off? Does it, does that mean I can't do this and I can't do that? No, but listen to what I'm saying. It means that you have to get to a point. Remember the fear of the Lord is the beginning, right? So you have to get to a point where if the Lord says this, but if father, mother, brother, son, daughter says this, I have to exalt what the Lord said more. That's a tough thing to do. So now, 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 now let's make some application. So now let's say someone's in that situation where they would rather follow and listen to father, mother, daughter, son, more than Christ. So guess what that person's going to do? They've made their choice already. And they still might show up to worship services all the time but they've still made their choice internally. Well, yeah, I love the Lord, but I can't do this because I really, I, I just can't do that. They've made their choice. And that's why Jesus said in verse 37, if you're not willing to love me more, you're not worthy of me. Oh, that's so unloving. Oh, that's so mean. Oh, that's so uncaring. If Jesus said it, then take it for what it, for what it is. Why do we have to put unloving towards it? Why do we got to, why do we do that? Because we're not willing to follow that. That's why we say that stuff. But this is why it's, it's, it's challenging at times. But again, do you believe that the fear of the Lord is the beginning? Do you believe that whoso finds me finds life? Now, let's, let's make some application. Maybe you're listening and maybe internally Maybe you've made your decision already. So maybe you still come to services. Maybe you still open up the word, but you love X, Y, and Z more than the Lord still. And you made your choice. How's that working out for you? Just ask that a question. You wouldn't be listening to this, would you? Where does the Lord want me to go? You wouldn't be asking that question, would you? So if everything that your father, mother, sister, brother, son, daughter, if all that they're guiding you is the right answer, why are you still asking the Lord where you want to go? Because you're looking at the wrong source. So how's that working out for you? That's why he says in verse 38, And he that taketh not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. But watch the concept that he brings up, y'all, in verse 39. He that finds his life, he's going to lose it. So if you're the one that's always out here working your tail off, trying to find out what you want to do, running all around the place and trying all these other things to try to figure this out, he says, this is you. 
you that try to find your life, y'all, you're working against yourself. You're losing it. You're putting all this effort. You're putting all this money. You're putting all this energy. You're putting your heart out there. You're putting all this, but you're losing it every single day. And that's why you're asking yourself the question. I don't know what the Lord wants me to do because you're already losing. He that tries to find his life is losing it. But watch this. But he that loses his life for my sake, what are you going to do? You'll find it really quick. There's this book here by brother, uh, brother uh, Leo Bowles. Great commentary on the uh, on the book of Matthew. Notice what he says here about this. <laughs> he says the one who attempts to find or save his life. Watch this, y'all. The one who attempts to find or save his life by avoiding the cross mentioned in the last verse will always lose his life. <laughs> Real quick, we just got to make some personal application. How many Christians are out here that say they follow Christ? How many of them are out here really losing their life? How many, man? You got you to gotta think about that. So if you find yourself in this situation, then you have to reevaluate. You have to say, well, wait a second. Well, what, what have I really been searching for? What have I been really trying to do? The one who attempts to find or save his own life by avoiding the cross mentioned in the last verse shall lose his life. But watch this. If one apostatizes and denies Jesus and find his life, or I'm sorry, if one, de if one does not deny Jesus and finds his life, he may lose his his physical body but he'll always find life so notice he says he who bravely adheres to christ and dies for his faith will always find life so in this sense and in, in terms of context he's talking about persecution here he's saying those that are willing to love me more they may lose their physical life, but the, they found their real one in heaven. So let's make some personal application for us in the 21st century. You that's trying to look for your life, you've already lost it. But he that's willing to lose his life shall find it. You know why this is so hard, y'all? Because let me grab something here. So look, so it's like this bottle of water. Okay, and so we have, and, and let's say this bottle of water represents your life, right? So you're out here trying to find what you're looking for. And so every time you try something new, you're squeezing this just a little tighter. And y'all can hear that water bottle, right? So you're squeezing it just a little bit tighter. Every single time you're trying to find something. But if you squeeze it, it's not going to make the cap come off. You're just making noise. But then he says, he who's willing to lose his life for my sake shall find it. So if you're willing to let go, 
Christ is going to help you find your life. But what's so hard is because of father, because of mother, because of sister, because of brother, because of friends, because of all this, we'd rather hold on to our pathetic existence rather than holding on and letting go and giving Christ our life. So people every single day are making the choice to hold on and suffer. Maybe that's you. You're holding on every single day and you're suffering and you know you need something different, but what you won't do is you won't let go of your life. You're holding on for dear life when you're really killing yourself. Is that you? That's why he says, he that loses his life for my sake, you're going to find it. So stop holding on so hard to what you think you want to be, what you think you are. Let the Lord tell you, but how's he going to let you know? The fear of the Lord is the beginning. And so now you might be listening and you might be a skeptic and you might be saying, well, Jordan, if I follow Christ, if I deny father, mother, sister, brother, if I do what the Lord wants me to do, he's not going to tell me if I'm supposed to be a doctor. He's not going to tell me if I'm supposed to be a teacher. He's not going to tell me if I'm supposed to be a lawyer. So it's kind of like I'm working against myself anyway. Someone that says that is a person that lacks faith. Remember Matthew 6.33. Excuse me. Where, where Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God may not tell you through the word, right? God may not tell you through the word what your profession is going to be. But guess what he's going to do? He's going to guide you in what you shouldn't be. So now you can eliminate some things. Which is help, which is eliminating some stuff is just as helpful as knowing exactly what you need to do. So here's some questions. You, if you're this skeptic, these are some questions you need to ask yourself. So number one, if your current profession, if this takes me away from studying, if this takes me away from the Lord, if this takes me away from what I'm so from what the Lord wants me to do, should I be doing it? Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, Matthew chapter or Matthew chapter 10. If you if you love the Lord less. Keep that in mind. Then number two. If this current profession that I'm killing myself over. Influences me to do wrong for the Lord. Should I be pursuing it? It's a personal question you need to answer. Then number three. If this profession is more important to me than the Lord, should I be exalting it? See, sometimes y'all, we think Matthew 6.33 is way too simple. But it's the way to find life. You see, and this, and we don't give the Lord enough credit. The Lord can give, if we do Matthew 6.33, if we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, The Lord can give spiritual blessings 
but he can also give physical blessings too. But the real question is, how's your faith? How's your faith? You know, here's a, here's an example. This weekend, um, I call them my friends now. I didn't know them before, but they're my friends now. Um, they were mutual friends of someone that I knew, and they were coming across. Um, they were coming through town, and they wanted to see the arch. So they kind of needed a place to stay, and, and we went and we got breakfast together. And I'm talking to these guys, and they were all my age, right? All single, all my age, right? And so um, I said, hey, so what are you guys, you know, what are you guys kind of doing right now? One of them was about to graduate high school. The other three, I believe, were in military school, a military college. And all of them said, well, one of them said, well, I want to be in, I wanted to be in environmental science. I said, okay. Someone else said they wanted to do this overseas. Okay. Someone else said they wanted to do this. Okay. But then at the same time, all of them were like, but we went and visited a preaching school and we've been studying the word of God on our own at our college studies because they were just recently converted a couple months ago. And they said, man, they said, it's the weirdest feeling to think what you knew you wanted to do. And then in a matter of months that changes. So one of them said, I knew ever since I was a freshman in high school that I wanted to get into the military. But then he said, but after I was converted and after I studied, he said, dude, the only thing I want to do is teach man to evangelize, to study, to learn more. He said, it's just the weirdest thing for me right now to have known what I thought I wanted, but it wasn't what the Lord wanted for me. So they were making the decision to follow the Lord more than what they wanted. And I was there to encourage them because I was right where they were too. So how's your faith? Do you really believe that the Lord can help you find what you're looking for? Now, you're either going to do one of two things after listening to this. You're just going to keep holding on, right? And do, and you're going to be so afraid to let go. Or you're going to actually have some faith, which, again, according to Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You're going to have some faith, and you're going to let go, and you're going to have some faith that the Lord can actually do something with you. What do you want to do? Here's what you should do right now. I mean, after the podcast is over, actually, after I get done with this point, turn this off, start doing what the Lord says. Just start. Even if you're a beginner, start. Even if you've been a Christian before and you've been holding on to your life and not willing to let go, just start. If you know someone who knows scripture, ask questions. Ask to study with them. Ask to pray with them. Ask about what, tell them what you're afraid of and let them open up the Bible with you. Ask to pray with them. Why are we so afraid of that? Really quick, let's go to Luke chapter five. Let's look at our last verse for today. Luke five. And look at verses three through six. 
here's here's something that Peter did that we should do. Now, remember, Peter was a professional fisherman. This is, you know, people say, this is what I do. <laughs> this is what Peter did. This is what I do. I'm a fisherman. Jesus, if you remember, he was a professional carpenter. So watch this. So if you look at verse number three, or start in verse two, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. Now, if you know anything about fishing, when a fisherman's washing their nets, they're done. They're done for the day. All right, we, we didn't catch it. It's, it's, it's over. But watch verse three. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people on the ship. And when he left speaking, he sent it to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said, Master, we've toiled all night. We've taken nothing. Now let's stop there. So you have someone who's not even a fisherman, who's in a whole nother profession, goes up and tells Peter, I know you're washing your nets right now, but go launch a little deeper. Now think about this. Let's make some application for you listening. I'm a preacher. You might be a teacher. You might be a doctor. You might be a student. You might be a lawyer. You might be whatever. So you might be just like Peter. Well, what is this? How is this preacher going to tell me as a whatever what I should be doing? Simon could have said the same thing, right? So Peter said, look, we've been doing this all night. We've been toiling all night. Are you telling me the same thing right now? Well, Jordan, you don't understand the hard work I put in. Jordan, you don't understand all the schooling I went through. Jordan, you don't understand all the loans I had to take. Jordan, you don't understand all this I did. You don't understand. Simon could have said that too. But what did Simon say? After he said, look, we've done this all night. Peter said, but nevertheless, even though we've been doing this this whole time, how successful have you been? <laughs> you got nothing. So he said, but nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. And the rest of the account says then they caught so much fish that they needed help to put the fish on the boat. But what did Peter realize? Peter let go. Peter said, yeah, I've worked this hard in my life up to this point, but where has it really gotten me? Because you said it, I'm going to do it. Do you believe the Lord? Because the Lord said in Proverbs 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. You believe that? Like in Proverbs, where he mentions whoso finds his life from me or whoso loses his life shall save it. Do you believe that? Do you believe Matthew 633? If you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, then he'll add all these things. Do you believe that? So in 2021, how much more are you going to trust the Lord? You know, I know my faith needs to grow. I hope yours does too. Let's, let's let go of our lives 
and let's let the Lord take it by studying and learning more about him. Just try it because everything you've tried up to this point ain't working, right? So what have you got to lose? Whoso loses his life for my sake shall find it. Man, such a good study. So glad to be able to be back in 2021 to grow and learn and challenge and do all this with you guys. I hope we can do bigger and better things together this year. Continue to like the podcast, share it with your friends so we can learn and study together. You know, this is not about me. This is not about this. This is just me trying to help you grow as I try to help myself. So um, Lord willing, we'll be able to study some more. We'll be able to grow some more and we'll be able to continue to study and be able to be the servants of the Lord wants us to be. Thank you guys so much.